Hello, welcome into another edition of the Daily Blues Podcast here on 101ESPN.com. My name is Dan Betlock. Blues coming off a 5-0 drubbing of the Calgary Flames to improve their record to 14-4-5. Two more points added to the total. They sit uh, atop of the Western Conference right now with 33 points. Points in all but four games this year. That is quite impressive. Again, let's say that again. Points in every game this year but four. This Blues team continues to turn heads around St. Louis the way that they are playing and last night was a perfect example of that, missing three of their top nine forwards, and they come out with a 5-0 win over the Calgary Flames. I know Calgary had been struggling coming in. There's still a lot of firepower on that team, a team that made the playoffs last season. Oscar Sundquist scored twice. Zach Sanford had a goal and three assists. David Perron, Vince Dunn scored. Robert Thomas had three assists, playing third-line center. Let's hear how it happened. Shin on the draw. He goes against Backlund. The puck is dropped and we're underway as it comes to Falk on the near wing. And the puck cleared ahead to center. Backhanded over the line to Bozak. Breakaway shooting and a save. Reddick the shot wide on the stick side. Put it in behind the net. Reddick flips it around the boards. Settled off the near side by Kachuk. Shen stripped it. Down low. Shooting it. Schwartz. Second chance on. Riddick with a glove save. As once again, Bozak is denied here in the first period. Two huge saves from Riddick denying Schwartz and Bozak. Well, this is why he's gotten the nickname Big Save Dave right here. He's going to come right back in. Thomas got back defensively and he forced it out of the zone. It's picked up by Sanford. Sanford to the Calgary end of the drop pass and that's picked up by Thomas trying to spin away from Monahan. Thomas to Sanford. He scores! What a goal! from Thomas. This time one timed in by Sanford. And the Blues take a 1-0 lead. 7.53 to play in the first period. Shen brings it into the offensive zone. He'll fire the shot to open up period number two. Right on goal it goes. David Riddick will make the save. And uh, we're really excited. The crew of the Submarine Missouri, which is also home ported in Pearl Harbor, is excited to have a, here we go. Sunquist gets the puck, brings it out, brings it in, shoots it on. He scores! He tucked it home, and Sundquist gives the St. Louis Blues a 2-0 lead. It's Froelich, and the puck controlled far wing. Shen whoop, fell off his stick. Bozak picks it up. On goal, leaves it. Shooting. Riddick the save. Denied Shen. And picking it up is going to be Sundquist. He'll move it past Sanford to the far corner. Tom is giving chase. And a puck cleared past them. Oh. Big hit. Oh, my. What a hit by Vince Dunn. What an absolute licking by Vince Dunn as he smoked Mangiapane. They mug Dunn. And then the Blues go piling in. Robert Bortuzzo out there to help out. That hit from Vince Dunn has been coming. Oh, my goodness, Curbs. I'm talking completely lays Mangiapane out. To O'Reilly. Back to Perron. Calgary with the fifth-ranked penalty kill in the league. Over to Shen. Down to the goal line, Schwartz back to Shen. Straight away, Petrangelo near circle. Perron, he scores! David Perron! Power play goal! 3-0 Blues, 10-18 to go, period number two. Big hit by Dunn. Power play, Blues, three-goal lead. Out to the neutral zone for Sundquist. And it's dumped down into the Blues the Calgary zone. Riddick caught out in front. The Blues shoot and score. Terrific four check by Thomas and Sanford. Stripped it away from Riddick and Sundquist put it into the empty net. 4-0 Blues. Sundquist with his second of the game. 
17-29 to go here in the third period. And State as Perico dumps it down into the offensive zone. Sunquist on the hunt. He's got two. The Blues nearly get it back. Sanford does to Thomas. Far side, Dunn, he scores! It's Dunn! 5-0 St. Louis. They put a handful on the Flames. Jams it to the near side. Gonna fight. Big fight. Far side breaking out. Braden Shen. Shen and Anderson. That started earlier, and they duke it out in front of the Blues bench. Anderson trying to come around with a right. Shen eventually knocks Anderson down. That's just the second fight of the season for the St. Louis Blues. Now down to five seconds. Another sellout crowd to their feet. That'll do it. There's the horn. Bring out the Zamboni. Jordan Bennington gets the shutout tonight. 5-0 Blues win. Four goals from the line of Sanford, Thomas, and Sundquist. And the St. Louis Blues will take a 2-1 homestand into the final game Saturday night against Nashville. Well, last night at Enterprise Center, the St. Louis Blues shut out the Calgary Flames 5-0. A 40-save shutout for Jordan Bennington. But the St. Louis Blues got four goals from the Sanford Thomas Sunquist line. Two from Sunquist. Sanford getting in there as well. Dunn scored another goal, but Sanford and Thomas assisted. Perron had a power play goal and Joe Vitale. Now often will you get 40 saves and a shutout performance from your goaltender, and he's a number three star. Well, it just gives you an idea how exciting the game was last night here in St. Louis at the Enterprise Center. The Calgary Flames came into last night's game up against the Rose. They were losers of the last five with the Blues minute six last night. It came from a full lineup. Craig Berube using his depth. Every line was going. Defensively, it was strong. Jordan Benton, as you mentioned, with the 40 saves, the big line last night was that youth line of Robert Thomas, Oscar Sundquist, and Zach Sanford taking over. They had the vintage jerseys. That game had a little bit of everything. It had some posts. It had some big saves, tons of goals. We even saw a fight at Braden Shannon. How about Vince Dunn's hit? If you didn't see it last night, go on YouTube. It was pretty incredible uh, against the Calgary Flames. All in all, wonderful night there for the St. Louis Blues, and they're going to continue this homestand on Saturday night. St. Louis Blues now have 14 wins on the season, stay in first place in the Central Division, and they now have points in 11 of their last 12 games, going 9-1-2 in that stretch, earning 22 of 24 points. The St. Louis Blues over the Calgary Flames, 5-0. I'm Chris Kerber for Joe Vitale on the St. Louis Blues Radio Network. And thanks to Kerbs and Joey for the recap there. And you heard them talk about the Vince Dunn hit and the play of Robert Thomas as well. It was just a culmination of everything going right last night for the St. Louis Blues. And I realized that that's not going to always be the case. We saw that in the three-game losing streak. Not everything was going their way. Ebbs and flows of the season. We always talk about that here on the Daily Blues podcast. Last night it went the Blues way. Jordan Bennington was solid, more than solid. 40-save shutout continues to impress. And uh, one of the themes of uh, for, my, for, for me has been the goaltending for this Blues team. It's going to be rock solid. I have complete confidence in Jordan Bennington. I think Jake Allen is going to settle into this role behind Jordan Bennington, and the Blues are going to have the best tandem in the league this season. But the third line was the storyline of last night's game. Robert Thomas playing third-line center, and Craig Berube. It seems like every move that this guy makes pays off. We saw it last season with uh, breaking up Shannon on the top line and, make, and putting him uh, at second-line center. That paid off. It paid off putting Shannon on the left wing on the top line last season. It got them through that 11-game winning streak, really got the team going in the right direction. But eventually you saw 
They needed more strength down the middle of the ice, and that was nothing to take away from Oscar Sundquist on the second line, but Oscar Sundquist does not, is not going to put up the point totals that Braden Shen does, and you need point totals in playoffs from your second-line center. It just has to happen, and we saw what that's exactly what happened. The Blues moved Shen to second-line center. They won the Stanley Cup. Their depth down the middle of the ice is ridiculous. And even moving Tyler Bozak, who had settled in, you heard Curbs talk about that, settled into that third-line role. They move him up to the top line. They move Robert Thomas down to the third-line center, his natural position, and he looks absolutely comfortable there. So Craig Berube playing with house money at this point. This guy just, uh, whatever this dude does, turns to gold. Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter talked about the importance of that third line because you're, the first line is always going to, yeah, yeah, that's your top line. You expect goals. You expect points from that top line. They're going to be playing against the other team's top defenders every night. So to get that scoring depth back for this Blues team, get more points, get more scoring from that third, fourth line, it's only going to be key for this team moving forward. And that was a uh, big topic, topic of discussion today with Anthony Stalter and Jamie Rivers. How about Sanford, Sunquist, and Thomas specifically? You know, these guys, I guess it's trial and error, right? Sometimes when you're looking to spark some offense, and I don't mean like they just threw it on the wall and said, yeah, let's see here. I guarantee that there was a thought process in this that Craig Berube, Steve Ott, Mike Van Ryan, Mark Savard, Sean Farrell, video coach, they put this together and said, you know what, let's see what we got here. You know, three young guys, Oscar Sundquist, a real dependable forward. Obviously, we've seen him. Uh, on start the games on the fourth line, penalty kill, big part of the playoff run last year. And to me, the biggest decision of putting these three together, and when they originally put the line together, Stoltz, Sunquist was at center. Thomas on the wing, Sanford on the wing. Somewhere in that game, Craig Berube and his staff said, you know what, let's try Robert Thomas at center. And we mentioned it earlier. It's like they took the shackles off this kid. He was everywhere making great plays, had a fantastic assist in that game, behind the back pass, you know, and the, the benefactor of this, Oscar Sundquist, looking like a goal scorer now, putting the puck in left and right. So I really like the move. Robert Thomas was a center, probably growing up his whole life, but certainly in major junior hockey up in Canada, he was drafted as a center iceman. He put up big numbers in junior hockey. He's got that kind of talent, that kind of ability. I think the apprehension at first was, there's some big heavy guys in the NHL and the guys that control the puck so well. We don't want to put this kid in a bad spot by making defense hard, whether that's on the forecheck, neutral zone, defensive zone specifically. When those big bodies are handling the puck or they're quick guys, even if you take a guy like Alex Ovechkin, you know, that guy's fast. He's strong. He's able to score. Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov. I mean, go down the list. Every team has guys that are extremely dangerous. Are you ready to put the young guy out there in that situation? Well, Craig Berube decided that let's see what we've got here. And since then, Robert Thomas and that line has been on fire for the St. Louis Blues. They've been fantastic, and they've been solid defensively. So you know what? Right now it's paying off. And at the time where St. Louis Blues were craving offense in some capacity. So if you delete their points yesterday, you've got one goal by David Perron. And people, you know, texters even been in here that, wow, it was a Calgary Flames. Okay. We talked about this earlier. Then where are the points for O'Reilly, for Shen, for Schwartz? Now, no disrespect to those guys. They're fantastic hockey players. And Braden Shen had an assist on the David Perron goal, and he had a great fight. I got to respect that. <laughs> Love Shenner. My point is, is that these young guys had enough offensive power to put these kind of numbers up. And now the third catch to all this 
they're not drawing the top coverage defensively. So if you found a little bit of a gem here offensively, they're not getting the other team's first or second checking unit. They're getting like the third or fourth line every time they hit the ice. It's going to open up the game more for them and make it more uh, of an opportunity for these guys to create offense. So if you've got your Shen line with Bozak, Schwartz, you've got O'Reilly, Perron, and you know whoever the, the last night was Barbashev on that line, now your third line is generating more offense in your top two because of coverage. Well, that's a great problem to have. And if they switch the coverage to take one of their top checking lines and take out the Thomas line, well, that frees up one of your top two lines. So this is a great scenario for the St. Louis Blues right now. That's what I was going to ask you. You kind of you just answered it though, because when I hear you say that, if I'm an opposing coach, now it's not going to matter when the Blues are at home because they get last last line change. But when the Blues are on the road, if I want to maybe take it take advantage of, even though that line that Thomas line's playing well defensively right now, if I want to take advantage of a potential weakness, get a little heavier, and force Robert Thomas to play a little bit more defense, well, now I'm going to send maybe my big boys at that line and look to create my own scoring opportunities based off that defense. Do you catch what I'm Okay, so we're playing roles here, right? You're the character of you're the visiting coach. Okay, you're coaching the San Jose Sharks. I'm the home home coach. Okay, you're the home coach, so we're in San Jose. Okay, You're in the Shark. Welcome to the Shark Tank. All right, perfect. I'm Craig Berube. I put out Robert Thomas at center, Sunquist on right, Sanford on left. You counter with... Joe Thornton and his band of merry men, Evander Kane and whoever else, Logan Couture. I'm like, ooh, okay, that's a tough matchup. Just like you said, that's a tough matchup. Oh, by the way, hey, Sonny, you're going to play center this shift. Switch out. Take the draw. All that means now is Robert Thomas has become a winger again. His responsibility, the load has been lifted a little bit from him. Now you've got a big guy, 6'3", 6'4", 200-plus pounds in Oscar Sundquist, who's a great defensive forward, great penalty killer, strong guy, good down low. Now you've just flipped the script. So now you can counter with your next change by bringing the heat because San Jose's, you know, they've wasted their bullet. Right. You've been able to absorb that. Now you're firing back. So now the matchup actually turns to be in your advantage because they've tried to take advantage of what they thought was a weakness. So it's almost a trap line when you look at that. You can't take advantage of our young guy because if you try – we don't even have to change the lines because some teams will try to get a quick change. You don't even have to. We're just going to change you guys' positions. Hey, you guys there, switch sides. There we go. We're done. Thanks for playing. And you're off and running. You don't have to sacrifice any momentum for your team. So that flexibility is just going to be there at all times. It's it's all times. Yeah, as long as those two are together, and it's a perfect combination because you've got the little wizard, we'll call him, Robert Thomas, even though he's not a small guy. But then if that doesn't work and they put out there the big boys – Put Sonny it there. Okay, you did you did address this before, which is why I brought up the whole defensive stuff. But why why not move to this a little bit earlier than what they did? And I'm not criticizing. It's just this the way you're the way you're talking about. It, I'm like, wow, this sounds great. Well, you don't know what your combinations are going to be, right? So if you have an Alexander Steen, Tarasenko, and Sammy Blay in the lineup, your combinations are different. You're not going to have Bozak up in between Braden, Shannon, Jaden Schwartz. You're going to go back to Tarasenko on the wing. Bozak's going to drop. Now he's at center. You don't want to push Robert Thomas to the fourth line. So what do you do? You slide him over to the wing on the third line with Bozak and Oscar Sundquist. You don't want to waste his abilities about being a good big centerman. So he'll go down and center the fourth line, and now you've got your depth. So St. Louis Blues right now are in a good position 
they're still creating depth by moving the seashells around here a little bit. And now that's ended up with Robert Thomas in the middle where they're happy because they have Sonny on the wing to help them out if there's, you know, in case of emergency. And they're generating some offense. So it's been a a real good find for Craig Berube. What's going to be interesting is how they proceed past this little stretch. Once Steiner comes back, once they start getting some other bodies back, where does he go from here? I get, you know, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me because game to game things change. We've seen that. Guys go out, guys come in. It is what it is, but for right now, it's a a great move. Good discussion there with Anthony and Jamie. I totally agree with that. With Again, I mentioned it even before throwing to the interview. We saw it last season. Blues got production from the third and fourth line. Their fourth line played like a third line. Not a lot of NHL teams have that capability or have that available to them, have enough talent, that much depth on their roster. So kudos to Doug Armstrong, of course, for putting together this team. All right, uh, Matthew Kachuk played last night. Of course, he's the forward for the Calgary Flames, and Keith Kachuk is uh, his father, played for the St. Louis Blues. Also, Matthew and Robert Thomas, very good friends. Uh, Keith joined John Kelly on the Behind the Bench show that will air tonight on 101 ESPN. Let's play that for you now. Here's John Kelly. With Keith Kachuk. 19 years in the NHL, over 1,200 games, and uh, his family is doing quite well right now. Of course, Matthew with Calgary, and young Brady is with the Ottawa Senators. His daughter, Taryn, just committed to Virginia on a uh, scholarship field hockey. So, Keith, uh, I know you do some part-time work for the Blues, but uh, seeing your kids play sports is almost a full-time job in itself, isn't it? It is great. You know, obviously, I'm very busy with the Blues, um, scouting college free agents, so... um, Whenever I get an opportunity to watch the kids, I, we, you know, we're very active in our kids' uh, lives, and you know, don't get a chance to see them a lot in person. But with Taryn being home, get to see her quite a bit, and obviously, it's a lot. It's a big thrill to watch your kids live their dream and, you know, play in the sport they love. I know we talked to Jeff Shen the other night when. Luke was in town with Tampa Bay and watching both boys play. He said it was tough watching them play against each other. Um, is it hard for you to watch your kids when they face each other like that? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's only happened uh, twice, but uh, yeah, I mean, because you just want the best for both of them. You don't. You can't root for one and not the other, and you just want them both to succeed. But. You know, when they're out there, you know, they do love each other off the ice. When they're out there, they're going to battle. But, uh, you know, we're just blessed to, to, to have them live their dream and to be able to play the sport that they grew up, you know, play, watching the Blues being from here. So it's a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, it's a little stress at times when you watch them play against each other. Is it tougher for Chantel? Yeah, she's, she's a nervous wreck no matter what, even when they play not against each other. She's always on the edge of her seat. So, uh, you know, mom's taking it a little different, but that's understandable. Keith, I remember your boys playing floor hockey in the Blues locker room when you were playing. Um, back then, did you think that they would make it to the NHL, or did they have the desire to be NHL players? Well, you never think they're going to make the NHL. Obviously, they love the sport. Uh, they played multiple sports, but coming here and, you know, being here, you know, they're playing their youth hockey, and you just want them to move on to the next level, whatever that is. They're still young. You want them to enjoy it. But you never think about, you know, I'm sure they dreamt about being in the NHL because that's what every kid does who was a hockey fan. You come to these games, you know, just like when I was a kid. 
watching the Bruins, you know, I'm like, holy cow, this would be great to to be a part of this and, and to have it come through. through. And it, it feels like yesterday, Johnny, to be honest with you, that these kids were in that locker room, you know, being menaces and chewing gum, making a mess, hurting each other, checking each other, cuts and bruises. So uh, we missed that part. That was, But that was a, a great opportunity for them to come and enjoy the rink at such a young age. Keith Kachuk, I know you joined the Blues back in 2001, and of course your club went to the West Final that year, lost to Colorado in five, and you had some really good teams um, as a Blue, as you know. Uh, what did it mean, though, for this team to finally break through and win a cup last year? It was huge. I mean, just to see the, the fans' reaction, I mean, you got to give Tom credit, uh, Tom Stillman credit. I mean, his desire um, to win, his... His attitude and the other owners and what Doug has built here and to see this whole process. I mean, it was so much fun for the city. Just to see the people in the stands, the, on the streets, the the flags, the, the excitement, and 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 to where the guys were in January at this point. You know, being in last place and just taking the ball and running. And um, you know, it was a heck of a heck of a playoff run. And we were so thrilled that parade was exceptional. I mean, I mean, they, they know how to do things right here in St. Louis. It's a great sports town, a great place to live, and that's why we enjoy living there. I know that, uh, as you said, you were in the parade and you had the cup at your house. What was the the best moment for, for Keith Kachuk and his family? Well, to be able to share the cup with your daughter and your wife, even though the two boys were not too happy having the cup in my house, you know, I, I would say that. But getting an opportunity to, to hoist that Stanley Cup at Center Ice, at, the, at a place where I grew up, uh, you know, watching in the Boston Bruin Arena, there in TD Garden, whatever it's called now, to be able to hold, hoist that cup up was it was just an incredible experience and something I'll never forget. And I'm just thrilled to be a part of the St. Louis Blues um, organization. I mean, I love this place. I love the team and everything about this uh, this place. Uh, friends, family, everybody. It's just great. Keith Kachuk, we mentioned, of course, your boys, Matthew and Brady, and we we mentioned Taryn, your 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 only daughter, and uh, I assume quite the athlete. You just got a scholarship to Virginia, is that right? Yeah, I mean uh, actually Virginia's in the Final Four this weekend and for field hockey, so ACC powerhouse, um, she loves field hockey, she's really progressed over the last couple of years and to get an opportunity to do this in college to get into such a great school is we're really thrilled uh, with, with, with her and her desire to become better and to be a part of that and to be able to play four more years is pretty incredible. And finally Keith, you mentioned uh, your scouting college hockey now for the the St. Louis Blues. How do you enjoy that role and, uh, you know, watching these young kids that might someday wear the blue note? Well, it's great. It's a great experience for me. I've done a, I've dabbled in a lot of different things that Doug has given me this opportunity to do and to be able to watch some of our own drafted players that are playing college and to see other teams drafted players and to try to pick some free agents to help this organization. Um, you know, it's a nice role to have and, and you're helping out in different areas. So, and it's also a great opportunity for me to learn and can continue to move up in this organization. I love doing it and um, keeps me busy. I get to see a lot of, uh, reconnect with a lot of guys that I've seen and played with and against over the years. So um, I love it. I love doing it. And, uh, you know, I still get to be able to watch my kids once in a while too. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. All right, Big Walt still sticking around the game, of course. Uh, son Brady plays for the Ottawa Senators. Daughter's a very good lacrosse player. So Keith keeping busy, that's for sure, uh, around the NHL with his two sons and daughters as well playing sports. So 
Uh, always good to hear from Big Walt. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Daily Blues podcast. Blues tomorrow night take on the Predators, the first matchup of the season between these two Central Division foes. So uh, Blues Preds tomorrow night should be a good one. 6 o'clock pregame show on 101 ESPN with Alex Ferrario. Excuse me, with Randy Carricker. Alex Ferrario will be on the play-by-play with Blues Preds, but Joey Vitale with puck drop just after 7. Remember, folks, go see a ball game often. Follow your local teams. It really is fun for the entire family. We're back on Monday for the Daily Blues Podcast right here on 101ESPN.com.